You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowlandson and I'm joined this afternoon by Ashley Priest. Uh, you've been to Bollywood Heath this morning for the press conference, uh, the first game back since Manchester City. Uh, Ash, how are you, mate? Everything okay at your end? Yeah, just back from Bollywood. Um I walked out, I took a slab of flapjack, flapjack and it was that thick. And was, yeah, it was massive. And, nice. Yeah, I feel, I feel a bit sick from it, man. But um, yeah, the flapjack was good. But, tell, you uh, what, tell you what, the last couple of times we've done one of these, you've mentioned the food at Bodymore or Villa Park. Have they improved the food over the last couple of years? They have, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads there now, to be fair. And I've had a massive wedge of flapjack and yeah, I feel a bit... A bit a bit, a bit, a bit sick and stuff. So, but yeah, there's a bit of illness going around Bodymore, don't we know as well, Dan? Oh, um, what a, what a so, professional podcaster you are with a great segue. So, um, there we go. Just on the flapjack, they did this one at my old high school with like a thin layer of like chocolate, creamy up like, fudge thing on the top. That was really good. Oh, nice. Oh, I've just thought about that. Uh, a lot of flapjack, big fan. Um, of course, we're here to talk about the the Southampton game Friday night under the lights at Villa Park. Do like a Friday night game. Um, just looks good, doesn't it? Uh, you play first. If you get a win on on the board, it looks good. Weekends kind of set up nicely. Exactly. Um, so, you know, so, so that's where, that's where we're that's what we're talking about tomorrow night. Um, usual format. I'm at my parents. I haven't got my proper work files and stuff with me, so I haven't done a predicted eleven or anything. So apologies that this isn't up to our usual oh. standards. Um, but let's talk about the presser then. I've just seen a little bit a little bit of it on Sky Sports. Stephen Gerald asked about the all-star idea from Chelsea's owner and uh, the tributes to the Queen. So we'll talk about those as well. But Aston Villa first and foremost. Um, and I know there's some injury stuff we'll get on to. But what was the kind of general mood there, apart from everyone feeling a little bit sick? Yeah, everyone's fine, really. Gerard was in good, good spirits. And he's just desperate to back up the Man City performance uh, this weekend and getting get rocking and rolling again on the Friday night. Win there. It's looking, looking OK again, isn't it? Mm. Getting to the international break. We'll get some players back after that as well. So... I know if your players head out, head out there, find some form for their countries and come back, bouncing into um, the final nine games, I think it'll be, mm-hmm. before the World Cup. So, yeah, the mood's good. The mood in the camp's good. And um, apart from the, the illnesses and the injuries that I've had, so, yeah, bit of a bit of a funny old one, really. Today, the day before the game, Villa haven't had any of their um, senior goalkeepers to, to train. Obviously, Martin is ill. He got sent home earlier. He's not very well at all. Gerard, he's, he's hope, hopefully he'll play. Sent home as a bit of a precaution, really, to make sure he's right for tomorrow. Mm. So Martin should be okay, but he was sent home today, illness. Robin Olsen, he's managing a knee injury. And again, Gerard's hopefully he, he'll come back into the squad tomorrow. He hasn't trained today either, Olsen. Uh, Jed Steer, as we know, he's out long-term with, a, with an Achilles injury. So today, the, the only goalkeepers around were Philip Marshall, 19, and Ali Wozoic, the Polish under-19 under international as well. So, down to the bare bones in the goalkeeping department. Um, poor old Neil Cutler. Um, <laughs> might have got a goal. With a silent cut. There's, there's a space left in there. Well, in the Premier League squads. I know, so, um, I know Villa have said about you know arriving early tomorrow to avoid traffic and the, the um, tribute to the Queen, all these kind of things. If anyone can bring some goalkeeper gloves as well, you might have a chance of playing in goal, to be honest, if you get there plenty of time. Um, yeah. We'll do a predicted 11 in a bit, and that will be you know, a stab in the dark to what, who you'll pick for goalkeeper. You might as well get three players on a dartboard and just throw an aimless dart and pick any one of them. Mm. Um, I'll flash up the injury update card because the, 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 the goalkeepers is the main talking point. It is. Um, 
the illness as a whole is just generally frustrating, uh, generally frustrating as a fan for me, really, because if somebody's out with a footballing injury and something's happened in a game or trying training yeah. session, that's one thing. But then Donka to not be able to play um, against Man City through a throat illness, Martinez yeah. to die missing um, and not playing, potentially not playing, sorry, because of an illness. Ollie Watkins also ill earlier in the week. And, you know, hopefully these players are all still fit, fit, and, ready to, fit and ready and available to come back in on, on Friday night. But players missing out through illness is... It's just frustrating and annoying more than anything for me. Yeah, it must be a, either a bugger around body more. Cause obviously, Ollie Watkins, that's another big doubt as well. Gerard said he might like calling Ollie, who's, who's been ill this week as well. It could be, I mean, Watkins and Martins, both both, both young dads, they could have, could have passed on to from the Charles. I don't know, but hopefully yeah, they'll make yeah. it tomorrow. But yeah, there's a bit, of a bit bit of a bug going around. And Villa didn't um, say... No, 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 just the honest. It's, it's, not, it's not for them to disclose, but they didn't say there's a bug in the camp or anything like no. that. Just, this player is out because of an illness. Yeah, illness is, yeah. was the term used. So Not COVID so, yeah. either. No, not COVID. I'm pretty, pretty sure about that. So, okay. so yeah, and then other than that, Dan, there's Matty Cash. He's out as well. He'll mm. hopefully go back for the Leeds game, start of October. Um, and, and yeah, Bednarek can't play, obviously, against his parent club. Mm. Diego Carlos out long-term, as we know. So, yeah, the injuries are going to stack up a little bit now, aren't they, really? Um, I assume Dead Donk yeah. is okay after his, his illness last week. Thompson, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, so he'll be back in contention. I don't expect him to start because I think Villa want to be on the front foot and on the attack more than more than did against City. So, so, yeah, there's options there. Plenty plenty available for Gerard to choose from. All depends now what, what it will do. Different game to Man City, isn't it? You want mm. Villa to be on the front foot here and really putting Southampton to the sword in front of another sellout crowd down there. So... Yeah, interesting how, how Gerard tweaks his system. He did mention Katina's had a strong week, the strongest week of training he's had so far this season. So Katina's in an extra determined move, obviously not making the Brazil squad, mm-hmm. losing his place in the Villa team. And um, he seems to got the bit between his teeth to, to come and to come and prove a bit now, Coutinho. So wouldn't surprise me if we see him coming it's to what the we it's what we said on the podcast on Tuesday, isn't it? It's all well and good hearing about they've had a good week yeah. in training, but I want to see Coutinho have a good game on Friday night if, if he plays. You know, yeah. Training is one thing, but the match is, is another one. Um, something else we mentioned on th- on Tuesday, just in passing quickly, is the international lads uh, kind of speculating with, with Taro Mings maybe getting the England squad or Ollie Watkins. I think we said Luca Dean and Bobakar Kamara are shoo-ins for the front squad. They're not in that. Uh, yeah, so it's surprising. Like that. We were saying it's a good, it might be a good time from a minute's perspective for these players to go and play some extra minutes over the international break with missing the game last weekend. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the break coming up uh, at the end of the year. There'll be a few more players at Bodymore Heath now than maybe we had at first anticipated. <laughs> there will be, yeah. I'm surprised about the Kamara and Luca Dean ones. Obviously, mm-hmm. players not really in bang up form, especially Luca Dean. He's been off it this season. So no surprise to see him, but Kamara, yeah. But, but, but no, he's, he's forced his way into the team in the summer and did, and did well for France by all accounts. So surprised to not see them two in there. On the England England setup, yeah, I don't think the Villa lads can have any 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 qualms there. Uh, Ivan, Ivan Tony's ahead of Watkins now, mm-hmm. given the goals he scored for Brentford and, and Tara Mings, yeah, he was out the last squad as well. So all to play for him. And there's 10 games left now until the World Cup starts. So they've got to show some form for Villa. So... We'll see. Yeah, I don't want to get too caught up in the England debate, but nah. you know, uh, Gareth Southgate saying about you know we won't pick players because of reputation. It's all about form, and then Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw aren't even playing for Man United, but they're still good enough to get into the England side. And you know, I'm not advocating for Mings to get in there because I don't think he's been 
He's, a bit, he's had a good start to the season, but Villa overall haven't. No. Somebody like Max Kilman from Wolves is, is, should have been a, a, a great shout, really, but yeah, he's one that's not made it. But again, conversation for another day and probably for another yeah. podcast, a Wolves podcast, not a Villa one. Um, talk about Dead Donker. I'd be t- quite tempted to start him. And I know we'll talk about exactly. predicted 11 in a sec, but having a kind of, I know you want to be a bit more creative in a home game, but having a solid base of Kamara and Dendonka as a two potentially, and yeah. then having McGee and Ramsey or or Louise as a, a further forward midfielder, or just going all out attack in front of those two and having Coutinho, Brendia, Bailey and Watkins maybe as, as a force in front of those two and going all out because I feel like, I don't know, I don't know whether I want to say it's a must win, but it certainly feels like a must not lose at least just to to keep some kind of momentum going after that Man City game a win would be huge wouldn't it yeah I like like your thinking there with Dendonka as well physical presence uh, Dendonka Hmm. and Southampton their last game against Wolves they played uh, Giallo and Ward Price not not the biggest in midfielders they sat in sat in the midfield for them and hopefully yeah decent shout from you there chucking Dendonka in trying to bully him and put it on Southampton early on Southampton, a young squad now. They've been signing players from Mantis's academy. Uh, they've signed players from Chelsea's academy previously as well. So they've got they've gone yeah. young. They've gone for uh, young, fearless footballers with, with points to prove and wanting to do it on a first team basis. So they've changed their recruitment drive this summer, and it, so far they've, they've looked decent. And Gerard spoke well of them today as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be a really intense game. Yeah, I think Southampton will be it'll be a test for us as well. But yeah, throwing the dunker in and trying trying to. Put himself about as well and try and bully Southampton. That that could be a, a tactic that could use as well in their favour. Mm. And as much as you know, some youngsters might be good players. It's still a lack of game time and a lack of kind of nous or something like Experience, that. That you think yeah, of somebody yeah. like Ashley Young and Dendonka, people who've played you know, a lot of the long careers. In the case of Ashley Young or experienced internationals in Dendonka yeah. and Kamara Louise, players like that, to go and you know, maybe do a job on some of the youngsters. One thing that not to do though, give away silly free kicks on the edge of the area because we'll perhaps yeah. will punish you as we've seen many times before. Yeah, crazy that game was. I think it was four one, was it? And so he scored two free kicks. Identical. So. Martin has had no chance with them both. And yeah, such a technician, Ward Price. If it's in in twenty five yards around round about there, it might as well be a penalty or something with with, with mm. him around it. So Villa will be warned about that. Um, there was naive last time, not last year, year before, conceding silly free kicks. And I think I think Vestergaard scored as well from a, a Ward Price delivery on that day as well. Yeah, so I think so, yeah. So yeah, they need to be wary of that threat. A player who could have been in Villa Colours um, mm. in the summer of twenty was it last last summer? Yeah, it was last yeah. summer, wasn't it? Yeah, so uh, twenty five million bid, twenty five million pound bid rejected, and it could have been a bit different. But he signed a long term deal there, and I think Southampton valued him, valued him at some fifty sixty million pounds. Mm. So they kept hold of their skipper, um, but yeah, big threat. Ward Price and yeah, the threats all over the pitch. And it's Ryan, uh, Gerard spoke well of his. Former Rangers player Joe Arebo earlier as well. He's decent um, in tight areas. And yeah, Southampton have threats all over the pitch and we're going to need to be defensively unsung tomorrow, like the world mm. against City, really. Yeah, some of those Ward Prowse free kicks. I mean, we're talking about which goalkeeper of the three might actually make it in terms of fitness. You could put two goalkeepers in the, in the net for some of those yeah, free kicks could. and he'd, he'd still score, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Let's go away from match day very briefly. Maybe not briefly because there's a few little points I want to bring up here away from the game specifically. Um, There's a nice Ashley Young interview in the week of him talking about he's kind of, you know, I don't know the the word desperate to sign for Villa, but kind of like, you know, give me a pen and I'll I'll, I'll do it. Um, Nice to have a player like that still still keen to go at his age. And now now with Matty Cash's injury when we spoke earlier in the season about... Kessler Hayden going out on loan, you know, what will happen if Cash gets injured? We now know 
what will happen. Ashley Young's deputised very, very well against Man City and hopefully we'll be able to do the same kind of thing um, tomorrow night. But that kind of level of professionalism and setting the standards is, is what he's been signed up for, you know, as much as what he can do on the pitch as well. Um, yeah, but nice, nice comments from me. I know you did a piece about it. So if you want to talk about, about Young a little bit, now's your chance to do so. Yeah, Young, yeah. Fantastic behind the scenes at Body Morrow. Can't stress that enough. And he's doing his coaching badge as well. He's doing UI for, UI for mm-hmm. A licence and B licence. And yeah, he's going down the coaching path as well. But yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, like you say, as soon as Villa approached him early in the summer, I said, yeah, I'll sign straight away. No hesitation there. Great squad player to have around the group. And as he proved against City, there's life in the old dog yet with, uh, with Ashley Young. So yeah, looking forward to seeing him in action tomorrow. Again, can he back up a good performance last time out and, and yeah. really, really, really drive Villa forwards to a with three points on, on Friday night. So, yeah, massive behind the scenes, young, you know, and such an important signing across the last two summers. Um, the tri- um, tributes for the Queen as well, if you want to touch on those. There was a um, Premier League kind of statement yesterday, I think it was, of, of what the Premier League clubs will be doing across the board. Um, seen some nice bits from the Champions League sides um, in midweek of, of, of those playing their respects. We spoke on the last podcast about whether it's the right or wrong decision to, to play the games last weekend and not play the games last weekend and play them this weekend. So, you know, we kind of don't want to tread over old ground, but some nice yeah. tributes and, you know, Villa being the, uh, the televised game tomorrow, the first Premier League side to play, the first Premier League game to happen since. Since, since that event, yeah, um, nice Villa to kind of hopefully set the standard, and you know, these journalists across the country are, are tweeting and posting about the impeccable silence at Villa Park, and we can kind of all show our respects in a, in a nice manner. Oh yeah, for sure. All eyes on Villa Park tomorrow with it being on Sky as well. Yeah, Gerard spoke really well of the Queen. Loves the royal mm. family, as do his yeah. family. And uh, yeah, tomorrow there'll be a minute silence before kickoff, followed by the national anthem. So God save the King this time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Queen Elizabeth II will be on the LED screen on the big screens, the, the LED perimeter boards, flags in the ground be half mast, and um, on the seventeenth minute, fans will be invited to applaud for the Queen's seventy-year reign as well. So that'll be touching as well. Black armbands are worn mm-hmm. by the players and coaching staff, and uh, both managers have been asked to wear suits as a mark of respect as well. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, Gerard wears a suit anyway. Mm. Big hat. I've seen Hassan Hooten in waistcoats and everything before, so they're there too. Two suit wearing managers anyway, so yeah, managing has to wear suits as a mark of respect as well this weekend. So should be very, um, yeah, very, 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 very somber tomorrow ahead of kickoff. Should really pump up the atmosphere as well. Mm. Try and get a, a win for Prince William and George. Uh, that'd be lovely, and they'll uh, they'll do the, the royal family proud tomorrow. No, no, no doubts about that. Mm, yeah, lovely stuff. Um, and the final thing I saw, which I saw on your social media this morning, was you had a, a tour of Villa Park, which I've not done for years. I've, I've had kind of little snippets here and there when I've done events and stuff and filming it that, around before. But <laughs> actually going on a tour and, and having the whole works and people like McDowell, and I can't remember the name of the guy you saw, was it Arthur? Arthur, right? yeah. yeah. Arthur Dawes, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of credit to the club that these kind of people putting you know, such kind of good work into these tours. Um, but yeah, give us a bit of an insight of, of what you saw and pictures in the dugout, stuff like that. It's, it's nice, isn't it, the tours for, for, for a fan? Well, he's nice in the dugouts, by the way. I didn't know this. Villa's, Villa's padded seats, they're heated, they are. Got oh, yeah, got the work. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the white ones haven't. The white no, ones aren't. Yeah, a bit of mind games. Bit of heart. I thought that was quite harsh, <laughs> I did. But, um, so yes, yeah, Southampton subs tomorrow. They might be a bit chilly, get the blankets out. But um, yeah, I thought I'd pop down, be a bit of a quiet week with no, nothing to reflect on post Leicester. Mm. Pop down to a stadium tour yesterday, 17 quid, pretty good for two hours. And it was just, yeah, the tour host, Arthur, he made it really. He's been working down the villa for the last 12 years, I think he has. And 
lots lots of good jokes about about the Blues and, and, and the history of the, the stadium and, and the club itself. And yeah, there's been renovation work as well in the in the dressing room. The, the Villa have had a new, well, not a new one. They've, they've revamped their uh, home home changing room. They've made it much bigger. I think Gerard wanted a much bigger home dressing room, so they knocked down the wall in there. It's it's, it's incredible, really. Um, it's massive screens in there. It's really open, state of the art, and medical equipment, and it's got all your needs in there, really. And the manager's office as well popped into Gerard's office tomorrow, um, yesterday, and there's a big bottle of red wine on the table. So hopefully that gets open tomorrow after after three points and. Yeah, some little tweaks that have been happening in, in Villa Park as well. Constantly upgrading Villa Park and the biggest work of all will come in, uh, next summer when they're knocking down the North Stand and, mm. and that. So, um, yeah, I thought Papa Long, if you haven't been down there, it's worth going down two hours. You just get to see where where, where, the, where, where Perslow and the owners sit and, and eat, eat and drink before kickoff and nice little, nice little touches. And um, Arthur made it his own as well. Arthur was very good tour guide. And I was on the bench, yeah. I was, I was in Gerard's seat yesterday. It's quite, quite low, quite low you are, and the way you sit down as well. You, it kind of goes it, up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the pitch is there. You're right. Yeah, you're quite low you are. So, but yeah, good to get down there. And yeah, if you can't, if, if you're stuck for something to do uh, with the international break coming up now, mm. get down there for a stadium. So there's been up, upgrades happening all the time. So yeah, it's very enjoyable, and everyone enjoyed it really. And Arthur will pass on his 10% commission to you for plugging the tour. Lovely stuff, mate. <laughs> um, did you get see any snippets, any transfer dossiers lying around, any tactics boards? Tactics boards, yes, in the tactics board. Um, mm, anything on it? Just, yeah, yeah, just, just, just the colour of magnets, really. Or a free kick. Yeah, Ward Price. Um, There's no, no peg for Morgan Sanson in the, in the home dressing room, bless him. No peg for Morgan. Poor but man. the new sign's got their pegs up already. Um so yeah, it's all, all, all good to go for tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what else was there really. That I just went because obviously the, up, the upgrades in the tunnel, the dressing room, manager's office popped in there, mm. and yeah, I had a walk around the executive executive lounges. And there's talk about the, the obviously the, the, the redevelopment that happened as well. So I got told the, the women's team are looking at going to the Commonwealth Games site, so Alexander Stadium, as their new home. Seventy million pounds spent on that for the Commonwealth Games. So. Villa are hoping to have that as their new new home pitch for the ladies team. Because obviously the play the play at the Banksy Stadium at the moment in Warsaw. And I think on Sunday got Man, on Sunday the ladies are at Villa Park against Man City because mm. their home pitch obviously is best got mark uh, the Banksy's and there's best got market on the Sunday. So you also have the Villa Ladies team have their own home. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. far from Villa Park over at Perry Bar. Alexander Stadium, top facility, top facility that is now, and yeah, that'd be good, good, good to go to for families and, and stuff on over weekend. So that's it. That's in the pipe works. What else? Did they Arthur play the music me, when you? Um, sorry, they did. did they play the music when you come out the tunnel? What was that like? They did. They did. Yeah, pumped up. I was. I, was, yeah, I wanted to get my kit on, <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was good. Yeah, fans enjoyed that as well. Loads of photos and stuff. And mm. yes, yeah, speaking about the developments, well, I'll talk about you know, when you get to the Birmingham Airport. You get the train stations international and you get that monorail across. Mm-hmm. There's, there's talk about a monorail from maybe Aston train station straight to the stadium mm. above the canals and stuff. There's loads of, loads of talks going ongoing to see how they can make the best of the transport links around Villa Park as well. So, yeah, watch this space with that. Mm. Uh, ground, uh, ground break next May after Villa's final home game of the season against Brighton and it's all systems go then. They'll be knocking down the club shop knocking down the academy building and, and ticket office. That's, that'll all be bulldozed. 
and uh, work will start. And then you've got to house the North North Stand City holders in. So I don't know what capacity it'll be um, going into next season. Was North Stand hold 7,000, something like that? If that. Something like that at the moment, yeah, six members. So you're taking, taking that after the 42 straight away. And so for, for a season, the Villa fans have to suffer a little bit. Mm. Ticket to be hard to come by, I guess, for next season, given they're doing up the the the, the north north end north end north stand. So so yeah, all happening. So watch your space once the new year comes in. Building work will commence, and yeah, it should be fantastic when it's all done. Twenty twenty five, that they're saying like, all complete. Okay, yeah, interesting. Um, talked a few minutes ago there about sitting in in Gerald's seat in the dugout. Um, Lovely segue into the predicted eleven. If you were oh, sat in Stephen Gerrard's, <laughs> I like, I like to think put some kind of effort in, mate. Uh, if you were sat in Stephen Gerrard's, I mean, I've put no effort because I've not got the next part of the graphic ready. Um, if you were sat in Stephen Gerrard's seat, come tomorrow evening, what side would you be picking in your predicted eleven? If it was up to you, I'll get some lemsips down uh, Martinez and Watkins. That'd <laughs> yeah. be straight away. So yeah, Martinez in goal. I'd go uh, Ashley and got right back. Conta, Mings, and Luca Dean at left back. There's your, there's your back four five. Midfield three, interesting one. These, these when your head outs come now. Mm. Kamara starts in there. McGinn starts. I think he'll start his captain. He spoke well of his captain. I should have a story tonight about, about McGinn and how he's trying to find form. Mm-hmm. So I think Gerald will start his captain with Kamara. And then what do you do with Douglas or Jacob? I think. Because mm, I think he might start Coutinho tomorrow, given the form he's shown in training. He backs Coutinho. Doesn't, I don't know. Well, then I'll say, I'm going to go back on what I said now. Uh, Kamara, <laughs> McGinn, Douglas Louise, Jacob Ramsey, Leon Bailey, and after a Lemsip, Watkins up front. I think he'll stick just Ramsey to one challenge. In that, in that same role, he played against Man City. I think he might do that. Floating he, might stick, mm. he might stick and give Coutinho half an hour, try and get a goal for his confidence. and Hopefully the game's done by then. So I think it'll be just one change. Young in for cash. And um, hopefully, yeah, Martinez and Watkins are okay. If Watkins out isn't, I think Dangs will be fired up for that one against his former club. So he scored against them last time at Villa Park. No qualms if he comes in and then and tries to get gets on the score sheet as well. So yeah, plenty yeah. of decisions to make. Just that, that midfield and attacking one for me. Gerard does like to play two up front at home against Sarge you're expected to beat. But yeah. I, th- I don't think you can go too far away from last time out in the system. Mm. I know we defended for large parts against City, but it looked structured, didn't it? There's an organisation about it and we did carry a threat and hopefully there'll be more of a threat coming forward with the gaps Villa can exploit against Southampton. So what do you do, Dan? I'll flip it on you. You want them dunker in there? I'd be slightly concerned for a couple of reasons there that Danning's playing as a lone striker doesn't, oh, yeah. doesn't float my boat in the same way yeah. that Watkins does as a lone striker. So I think yeah. if Ings does play, I'd be tempted to play the two up front, Ings and Archer together if Watkins is out injured. is potentially exciting with the number yeah. 10 behind them. Coutinho or Buendia, but that's a totally different front three to what played um, and worked against Man City. Um, the other thing that would concern me is that I don't think, you know, like you said, we defended well against Man City. The onus is going to be on us to kind of ho- hopefully break Southampton down as the home side. So, can we do that? I'm still, I'm still unsure. You know, we've spoken in the last few weeks about have we seen enough to be convinced by Gerard and the players and the tactics or whatever to, to think that yeah. things are turning over. You know, we, we saw like, we can defend well against Man City and City in and counter. I, I can see what we're doing there. I've still not seen any evidence of us being able to go to a team, dominate them, win two or three nil comfortably, and break them down. So mm. I'll be a little bit concerned about that. 
a lot of talk in the comments about Dendonka from McGinn. He's probably the sub that, people, that the fans want to say that McGinn's had a, a bit of a struggle. Dendonka's, you know, got to make his debut at some point. So that's a, a semi-obvious change. So I'll be tempted. Well, the back four, as is what you said, Chimes and, Chimes and Concer could be whoever. I don't, don't really mind. But Concer probably stays in. Martinez has, has got to play, even if he's struggling a bit. I think it's the best goalkeeper we've got. So if he's... You know, if it's Olsen's struggling with an injury and he's struggling with an illness, he's go with the illness, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Whatever that, that, that illness is, I suppose, unless he's got chronic diarrhea or something, which would be a problem. Sorry for putting down the phone. I know, but I'm just thinking what, what illness would keep him out of a game if he's got a bit yeah. of a sniffly nose or something. Picture Martin on the toilet now. I don't want to be doing that. Sorry, <laughs> Emma. Midfield, Kamara and Dendonka was a two sitting in. And can still ping balls around if if it is the onus is on us. Bailey on the right, go all out. Bailey, Coutinho, Buendia as a three, fluid. Don't really play on the right, they fill the middle. They can do what they want. And then Watkins, like you said, stick a lem, sit down him, get him some paracetamol, and he can play up front on his own. And then a bit of work, right? Hold up the ball well. Midfield runners off him. Um, and that, you know, two kind of sitting holding midfielders is. Not not negative, but it allows those front front four players ahead of them to to go and do the yeah. business. Yeah, um, I would be tempted though by, by what you said. Ramsey still in that position off the left, um, or, or maybe Dendonka and Kamara as a two, and then Ramsey McGinn or Louise as the further forward midfielder yeah. um, as a three, and then Bailey Coutinho out wide, Watkins up front. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like I said a couple of times, I just want to see a win. I want to see a performance. I want to see something worth going and paying money for and, and being excited as a, as a fan. Whatever team it is, as long as I do the business, I, I don't particularly mind. Yeah. Um, so we do some score predictions then and wrap up this episode. Come um, on then. I think against Man City, you said a 2-1 defeat. Um, so you were actually the closest in terms of your prediction, but none of us got it right because we all said no. Villa would lose. I went heavy and said a 4-1 defeat, so Villa certainly kind of proved me wrong that night and I, I couldn't be more delighted about that. Yeah. Um, I'll go mine first this week, so I normally ask you first. I'm going to go win. I'm going to go semi-convincing, maybe not in scoreline, but in terms of performance. Let's keep a clean sheet, first of the season. Aston Villa 2, Southampton nil. That's what I'm going yeah. for. What about you? I'll go, I'll go 2-1. And the last minute winner, <sighs> last minute winner, get the get the get the crowd up. Friday night, we like Friday nights, don't we? Villa, Villa Park. I think so. Yeah, I think the, I think the record's decent. Yeah, I got two one narrow win. Take that. Going into national break and come back, come back in a bit of form. Then so two one. Yeah, last minute winner. Yeah, I'm not sure my nerves could handle waiting for the last minute winner, but the payoff would be sweet if that was how it ended. Um, yeah, let's just let's just win. I don't really don't really mind how it happens. I've just said there about be dominant, be controlling, but if we win, I'll absolutely take that. Yep. Um, and we'll call it a day there for this episode, this match preview. So thank everyone for watching along live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, thanks, Ash, for your time and your insight as ever. Uh, me and Matt Kendrick will be doing the post-match show on Friday night, so it'll be a late one, 10.30, 11pm, something like that, and we'll do a 20-25 minute chat, uh, hopefully about an Aston Villa win, because uh, Matt's unavailable over the weekend and I don't really want to wait till Monday. It's, it's done by then, isn't it? So we'll be doing it Friday night. Um, yep. So yeah, thanks everyone for watching and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow evening. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.